Hey Hi guys. guys! Welcome to the Melanin Perspective. It's Jamie. And Brittany. I hope you're ready for a juicy topic this week. I'm ready. Let's dive in. Hey Brittany. Hi Jamie. How are you? I be well. How you be? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so today we have a very special person. Woo-hoo. Hi Shabnam. Hi. Shabnam is a, a pharmacist. I'm about to say therapist because we have a lot of therapists on the show. But <laughs> um, Shabnam is actually a pharmacist. Um, she's a certified, board certified what is psychiatric it? pharmacist. Yeah. So okay. she's definitely in the mental health field as well. Um, but welcome. Thank you for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Jamie, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the awesome topic of expectation versus reality. Kind of along the lines of expectations that we place on other people, ourselves, or how our family may have placed expectations on us. Like, you ever been to a holiday function and your aunt said, girl, when you gonna get a man? Or when you gonna have some kids? Girl, that was me on Thanksgiving with my great-great-grandma. She asked you about when you gonna... It was funny. She was like, so girl... She was like, when are you going to get married? I said, well, I'm actually happy being single. Well, you know what? That's good, too, because if you was married, he may not be that good, or he may be beating you, so. Oh, dang. <laughs> so it might be a good thing you're single. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, those expectations that other people may place on us or we place on ourselves, that's the topic of what we're talking about today. And the gap between those expectations and reality, which I like to name disappointment. Mm. You've been in a situation with, I actually learned this in church. Our pastor said it. He said the gap between expectation and reality is called disappointment because we place this expectation so high and reality is served to us here on a lower level. And the gap in between is called disappointment. Mm. But I got away from myself. Shabnam, tell us a little bit about yourself. So like Brittany said, I'm a psychiatric pharmacist. I've basically trained in psych for most of my professional life. Mm. So I really enjoy mental health, just the environment of it. Uh, basically, I was born in Iran, and my family and I came here in 1989, so I was four years old. Um, grew up in Atlanta, all over the place. We started Stone Mountain, then Decatur, then Johns Creek. Now I'm back in Grant Park, East Atlanta area, and I love it. And um, so I can kind of bring in the perspective of kind of culturally, as far as my parents' expectations, mm, right? that's a big one, as what, well as my own. So what, what did your, or what do your parents expect of you? Like, what have been there some expectations they've had? I know, well, recently, we can talk about what your mom said right. for 2020. What did she say? So I called her last night, New Year's Eve, just to kind of like check in and, you know, um, I talked to her pretty often, so I just said, you know, Mom, Happy New Year's, and she's like, yeah, let's make 2020 the year of finding someone, mm-hmm. getting married. I'm like, oof. You were like, I was just trying to say Happy New little, Year. Yeah, right. I was just trying to have a good night. That's yeah. pretty much my goal of the night tonight. So. Right, let's get through this night. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of it, too, comes from, I mean, obviously, you know, foreign parents, they have really high expectations for their kids because they put so much into leaving their homeland, coming to a new country. They don't speak the language. They, you know, they put their all into their kids. Right. So they expect a lot back. That's um, a lot of pressure. It is. But at the same time, I mean, you have to really respect that as well. So yeah. it's it's kind of a balance of 
your own expectations for you mm-hmm. and what will make you happy, as well as, you know, meeting your parents' expectations of you somewhere in the middle of yeah. that. Um, so. so what is it? So has it, does it, the pressure, though, that you've, because if they, you know, your mom wanted you to be married and stuff, do you feel that pressure that, okay, I really do need to find somebody? We're getting older and stuff. I get it. I do understand it. I see the realism behind it because obviously, I mean, you know, the older you get, the less chance of having a healthy baby. I get that. But at the same time, as an in, independent, you know, person, I really understand what makes me happy and what I find is purposeful. Yeah. And so I really have to evaluate that for myself first. And ultimately, I feel like this with everybody, you have to be able to make yourself happy first Absolutely. before you can make anyone else happy. Um, so that's just kind of where I am with that. So I would ultimately guess I would like to have children, but I feel like it has to be on my time not the pressures yeah. of someone else's time frame right you said something very key there is you have to be happy with yourself first before trying to make other people happy and i think that goes on so many facets not just in like parental and kid relationships but uh romantic relationships mm-hmm. right. or you ever seen a very codependent friendship where one friend places so much weight on the other person like, you can't go out with that other person or you can't be friends with this other person because they're weighing so heavily on you. But if we learn that that happiness comes from within first, yeah, you're not placing that expectation on the other person to provide that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of what we were saying earlier. Jamie wanted me to say it on, on air. Um, we were talking about... Oh, the savior complex where you're looking for someone to swoop in. Right. And kind of, like, get you out of this situation. Just make life easier. Rescue. That rescue. Yeah. And so, you know, with being happy with yourself is clearly being okay with where you are in life. um, And not looking for someone to come and save you. But um, I have that, I guess, not really a problem, but it's there. Um, I guess from meeting me, I don't think people initially think that I would have that kind of savior complex as far as wanting someone to save me. I'm very Mm -hmm. independent. I've always taken care of myself. I mean, I've had support, like I have a lot of support, but for but I've done a lot of things, you know, myself. Right. So I, the app, which you guys, you know, we talked about the app before, the pattern, I love it. It, you know, hit me like a ton of bricks a few weeks ago because it was, you know, saying that, you know, you tend to have this kind of savior complex when you're looking t- for someone to come and save you. And that's basically, it's never going to happen. Like you got to save yourself. And so. How did you feel when that, when you saw that message? I was like uh why are they in my head and like how they know my life and it freaked me out because it's something that I don't think about all the time but it's so true that I do think that sometimes like well I also think it's a thing of I don't like to put pressure on any other human being to reach my happiness mm. because humans were flawed yeah yeah we're all flawed so if you're basing your being saved on someone else that's flawed. Oh, yeah. Therein lies the problem right there. Yeah. You gotta come out and preach I it. Know. So, so you can't put that kind of expectation on someone else because they're not gonna achieve it. Right. And so for me, it's never been something that I've 
vocalize that I want it. It's just something that I'll think about sometimes. Like, or I'll say this, you know, maybe I'll just marry well. And knowing me, that would not be something I actually do just because I'm not finna, I would never marry someone just for money. That's just not something I would do personally because, you know, what if I don't like them? (laughs) What if they lose the money? That that is true. Then what do you have? Yeah. So I would. So I say things like that, but I don't mean it. It's just one of those times where you just say stuff that you don't mean, which is it's human. That's what people do sometimes. Right. But um, but reading that, it was just like, okay, well, I need to really kind of not have those thoughts sometimes. I mean, I, again, I don't have them all the time, but I I do have them. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, well, why do I feel like I need to have someone save me? What What's going on? It made, made me, like, reevaluate what I'm doing with my life. Right. And it's like, okay, well, I need to just change it. And if I'm feeling like this, it's clearly that means something's going on in my life right now where the reality of my situation I'm not happy with. So I need to change it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Ultimately, the only person you have control over is yourself. Right. And I think yeah. that's important because when you put expectations on someone else, like I said, mm-hmm. and they don't meet it, you get disappointed in them when ultimately you should be disappointed in yourself for putting that kind of pressure on another, another person. I think yeah. it takes a lot of insight to know. Like, it takes a lot of insight for you to be able to say, I need to be more responsible for my thoughts, feelings, happiness, and actions, and not look to someone else to provide that for me. Because I think subconsciously, we are always, like, the grass is always greener on the other side. We're kind of seeking that, right? Right. The relationship I had before my husband, I had put that guy on a pedestal, more or less, and he became my everything, and we spent three years trying to fit circles into squares. That's literally one of my favorite um, analogies, trying to put a circle in a square because it doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. And everyone in our life is not meant to be that person. Some people just come into your life to be Mm -hmm. a teacher for a season. They're placed in your life, good, Mm -hmm. bad, whatever, to teach you something. And I couldn't see that from the beginning, and I wasted a lot of time. I won't say wasted because it wasn't a waste of time. You obviously glean a lesson from it if you are open enough to receive the lesson. But I put this guy on a pedestal. And as you said, people fall hard from grace. Mm -hmm. And I was very unhappy. Mm -hmm. And the whole part of it, the biggest lesson I gained was I didn't have enough self-love for myself. Mm -hmm. Not to deal with the bullshit that I dealt with. Not to just sit back and go through the things I went through. Because, what, no, any man is better than no man. So I'm still here trying to make this situation fit when I should have been looking more at myself. And where are those deficits that I wasn't Mm -hmm. making myself happy in that? So the expectation that I placed on him was so different from the reality. Lots of disappointment. Very hard fall from grace. But I should have been looking inside on what my favorite word, introspection. What did I need to grow within Jamie to make myself feel differently? Then, once you fall that deep, passionate, mad in love with yourself, it doesn't matter what anyone bring your way. You're not going to put up with the things that people bring your way. Yeah. Same thing. Like, go ahead. I think some of it has to do with... I mean, a lot of it has to do with verbalizing your expectations for someone else in any relationship, maybe more romantically more so than anything, because Mm -hmm. that's the most intimate relationship you have. But really verbalizing what your expectations are, because I think a lot of times as humans, we just tend to, you know, just expect our partner to 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 read our minds. So that's the problem. And I feel like for women, especially, we, we want them to figure it out on their own in that organic way, but sometimes you just have to verbalize it and like write it. Right. It's like, just actually write it out for them. It's like, it's people think I'm crazy when I say this, but you know, 
it's two parts. Like, one, you have to tell a person, you know, what it is that you want. You can't expect them to just know sometimes. And people were like, well, what about, like, I mean, respect and, like, you know, lying to you and things. I'm like, okay, well, again, but how were they raised? What is respect like? What was respect like in their home? What was a lie in their home? There are different ways. Like, you can lie to someone and say, oh, you look good, but they look like shit. Right. But you don't want to hurt your feelings and stuff, and it's okay they look like shit today, but you're going to say, no, you still look pretty. So that's that's a lie, because you don't think they look pretty, you know? But in their in their household, it was okay to say things like that. Their mom or dad or who, mom and mom, whoever parents would say things like that. But you have to talk about you know, even having have these expectations, you have to talk about it. You have to communicate that yeah. with that person. Even little stuff like that. And that's always a big thing for people because they don't want to get down to the nitty-gritty. It takes a lot of effort to do right. that. And I say if you don't want to do it, then stay single, which is why I have been single. <laughs> you know, because it does take a lot. It, it takes a lot of, you know, time and effort for you to, you know, be in a healthy situation with another person. So, you know, but again, the whole expectation thing is you got to you gotta talk about it. You got to put it you out there. You do. And I can speak from the beginning years of my marriage. You definitely have these expectations of what you think like marriage is going to be. Mm. And the husband is just supposed to know. And, you know, maybe he expects the wife to just do certain things. And I know that in our beginning stages... We had a lot of unspoken expectations that were going back and forth across the board. And the reality was that other person wasn't meeting. Mm -hmm. So it caused a lot of trying to figure it out in the first year. Like, what is, why is this not working the way I thought it would be and all that? And then, like you said, you're blending two different thought processes Mm -hmm. of growing up and backgrounds. And Mm -hmm. maybe one side of the family marriage looked different in their household from what marriage looked like in your household. Mm -hmm. Or you didn't even have a vision of marriage, you know, growing up. Maybe yeah. there was just a single parent home, one side, dad, mom, whatever. And you're trying to blend these years of thought processes together and years of difference. And so, as Shabnam said, literally opening your mouth and saying, hey, I thought or, you know, I feel this way because we're all therapists here. And we know about I statements. <laughs> you have to lead with I statements instead of accusatory you statements. So being able to communicate. I was thinking this or I was confused when I think leads to lesser arguments, lesser problems, less static when you can actually communicate the expectation versus what's really going on. And I think like Brittany was talking about just understanding where people are coming from, from their family dynamic, Mm -hmm. because I know even growing up, my mom, she is very ambitious and like has very lofty goals of, you know, outcomes of situations so you know like let's say even now if I go on a date she expects this to become something Mm full-fledged and I didn't realize until I got older that I kind of adapted that sense of Mm. you know expectations ultimately from you know her way of thinking and it took me this long to really realize I'm in a different culture yeah. Uh, it's a completely different, different time world, frame. different yeah. time. So, and also just like trying to undo some of that learning behavior mm-hmm. of really bringing it down to reality. Um, so I think that goes along with what Brittany was saying with, you know, where you're, where yeah. everyone's coming from and what their learned behavior is. Yeah. And what you have to adjust for yourself 
based on reality and situation and time. It's, that's, I mean, thinking about what you said kind of took me back a little bit. You know, it, it made me think about also that my, you know, growing up in a single parent household, my expectation was for the man to leave me. That was, yeah. that was, it was a more of a fear too, yeah. but it was, uh, my expectation was that at some point the man was going to leave me. Mm-hmm. And I took this class in college. Oh my God. Yeah. It was one of the best classes ever. It was called writing and healing. Um, and in that class, that's when I actually discovered like the thinking back at that time, um, we had to reflect on something, the, the assignment. And I wrote about the three men in my life that I felt had abandoned me. Um, it was like my uncle, my grandfather, and then my father. Like my father, would, he's always been in and out of my life, my entire entire life. And then my uncle got on drugs real bad when I was young. So he changed. He was distant and different after that. And then my grandfather, after my grandmother died, he just was not around either. Um, so all the men, important figures in my life abandoned me. Mm-hmm. And so that was my fear that the man was going it to leave me. Right, so that was my expectation. And then the reality of it was, not really, not all the men were going to leave me, but I believe in this self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe something, you sometimes subconsciously or consciously do things to sabotage it or to make whatever thought that you're thinking come to fruition. And so, but that was an expectation. And so now, I've been saying this for about probably two years, and my friends think I'm crazy, but... I, it's actually working. I said, I don't want to have expectations for anyone, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to dating. You know, I, clearly, you know, you expect a person to like treat you well, but then again, what does well mean? Right. You have to like tell a person what that means. Like you can't just expect, I mean, granted, you don't want him to like cause harm, mm-hmm. you know, to right. you. I mean, clearly we know that, but again, it is my job to tell a man what it is that I want and what right. it is that I need. Yeah. And so with me not having expectations, it actually takes the pressure off the the relationship, mm-hmm. but it also takes the pressure off of me because I don't feel like I have to do, I don't, there's nothing I have to do. If I want to call, <clears throat> excuse me, and talk to him, I can. If I don't, I don't. If he doesn't hit me right back, I don't. Like, it's just, it's working, not having those expectations, but then also communicating when we are together, when we do finally, like, you know, figure this out, what that looks like and what we want. Right. I think it's just funny, too, if you think about it, when you set not unverbalized expectations on someone. They don't know what your expectations are. Mm -hmm. They don't fit them. They don't meet them. You get disappointed, and then you obviously are going to give off that aura Mm -hmm. of disappointment around that person, resentment. They have no idea what you're resentful about. They're going to get resentful towards you because they don't know what... So it's almost a cycle. Mm, Yeah. And we don't realize we go through that cycle, especially as women, I think, because we tend to bottle things up so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that cycle happens a lot in relationships. And ultimately, at the end of the day, nothing happened. But people are just harboring resentment against each other for uncommunicated expectations. Expectations, Mm. yeah. Love that. Managing expectations is something that we all can probably work on. Right. Even when it comes to ourself, like, I'm not enough of this, or I haven't caught up, quote unquote, caught up with other people in my life. <clears throat> I haven't done this on a certain time frame because if you, you know, I'm 35, if you take it back, 
just to say 15 years. Okay, I'm 20. I'm thinking, okay, by 26, 27, I'm probably going to be married, mm -hmm. have my first kid, we're going to have a house. And none of that mess played out that way at all. Yeah. Got married at 30, had my first kid at 33. Mm -hmm. So that expectation that you think, you know, life is going to flow this certain way or, you know, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get this job right out of college. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. It didn't happen that way. So the reality is you have to learn to have grace for where you are. You have to appreciate the present, too, I think. Mm -hmm. You really have to learn to just be happy where you are. Yeah. It's really out of your control if you think of, you know, today is really the only control we have. So you really have to just appreciate the, the now. And, and then don't, right, because we get so caught up in the future. We, we were not present. Not present. We're not, you know, showing grace right. for today. We're not appreciating where we right. are. We, we, because we're so focused on the future. And right. so what women do, and I, I can't speak for men because I am not a man. Um, and I think men do it too. I'm pretty sure they do. But I know women do it a lot. <clears throat> One thing that we do is that we focus on the potential. Right. A little bit too much. Especially mm -hmm. when it comes to dating a person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. That's expectation. That's right the there. expectation. It's yeah. like their potential is that. It's potential. It does not mean that it's going to they're gonna, it's gonna right. happen. It's not factual. It's not. It, so reality is, what is this person like now? Right. What, what is this person it's doing present, for you now? Right. How is this person treating you today? How right. is this per, per, um, person financially handling their their finances <laughs> right now? Right. And Who I is this person is today? That also goes into you know the expectation of being able to change people. Yes. Oh my god! So yes, girl. Not you like girl. You see the potential, Hallelujah. but then you you place all this pressure on yourself that oh i can change that that's fine like that little thing it's fine i'll change it i'll change it yeah but my mom always told me this was the best piece of advice she gave me she said when you meet a man the way they are is the way you should expect them to be because when you meet them and you make that commitment to them that's who you're taking right so it's you true. have to accept you always have to go back to that question was he like this when i met him that's if he true. was you can't blame them for that can't pop up they, three years down the road and be like right. well i thought you were going to right. stop doing that or i right. thought that you would get better with that or right so yeah. you just have to you really have to analyze that every time you get in a relationship rut i yeah. think because they showed you their true selves when you met them yeah that's true you have to believe them um yeah I, yeah that was really good advice your mom yeah, gave you was. and stuff yeah that really was like i just think that with Again, I, I, you know, life is rough sometimes, and we all kind of want that escape, and so that is why a lot of us, like human beings, we focus on the potential in the future, and so because the right now isn't the greatest, and that's but it, but then we have to think about it. No, like, yeah, this moment right now isn't the greatest, but the next moment in thirty seconds could be better. Do you know how many times I've had my married friends tell me, Shabnam, you're single right now, enjoy it. I would love to go back and have a day of just being single and not having any responsibility. And ultimately, like, yeah, I am in a place, I've been in a place for probably, I would say, a good year where I'm just, you know, going with the flow and just taking it as it is and just, you know, really, I, I guess, appreciating having this freedom yeah. because I know I won't have it, let's say, 10 years from now. Yeah. So being married, I can speak to the fact that 
you th- let me tell you the thing that I miss the most sometimes is my own apartment in Savannah when I lived there. It's just I'm like, oh man, that was my favorite apartment. It was my peaceful space. I miss that the most. I won't say I always or find myself missing being single. What I will tell you is that I enjoy and believe in seasons of life. Mm-hmm. And when I was single, I lived it up. Mm-hmm. I have I enjoyed my my single season. Now that I'm married, and when it was just Marquise and I, totally enjoyed that too. Now I'm a mom. Like seasons are continuing to change mm-hmm. for me. The way that I mean, January through December goes. Mm-hmm. The seasons change, and as you all both have stated, finding gratitude for where you are will help you enjoy. And knowing that every season is not like rainbows and roses. Yeah. There are tough times. There yeah. have been tough times in my marriage. There were tough times when I was single. Yeah. Hell, when you know when you found out old boy was cheating and he had a baby, you know, like yeah. there are tough times through each throughout each season that you're in. Um, you do have snippets where you miss certain things. Um girls trip to Vegas or mm-hmm. like I said, my apartment, but I don't find that I would like trade or wanna go back mm-hmm. because as I've grown and matured and my seasons have changed, I love uh, seeing what each one is going to bring. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, 10 years from now, I could be a mom of more more kids mm-hmm. and we could be living in another state because that seems to happen every two years for me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's it's finding finding that grace and gratitude for where you are and not living for what's supposed to come. Right. I think we all have those moments, too, in our lives where we went back, like, let's say we see a picture and we're like man, that was a good time of mm-hmm. life. Yeah. But did I really enjoy it as much as I should have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Good thought. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all about, I don't want to have any regrets. You know? Like, I just want to continue to do right. whatever I want to do. Um, because I, I guess sometimes I think, too, about sometimes having expectations of, I do, I do have high expectations of my friends. Mm-hmm. They are aware. I am very tough on... All of them, because I love y'all. And so, but, again, I feel like it's more of a mutual thing, because you guys wouldn't accept anything less from me either. You know, you Mm -hmm. expect me to be present, you know, a friend, and there for you and supportive and stuff, you know, back to you. So, but I feel like with dating, I don't know, you know, like you said, it's it's more the most intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we put a lot more effort I feel like it's weird. I feel like we put a lot more effort into our relationships, our intimate relationships, but then we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, like, an example. So, we were. I was in grad school. We had a presenter come. And she was saying that, like, some study she was doing. And she saw that, you know, like, a married couple. Mm-hmm. Or just a couple that's been dating for years. When a guest would come over, they treated the guest better than they treated the, the significant right. other. You know, and it's because our ex, we ex, I mean, we expect that, you know, our, our person's been there forever. We don't have to do as much for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. So, again, we put effort into it, but then again, we don't. Because you're not putting effort into your relationship if you're treating the guest better than you're yeah, treating your own significant, significant other. other yeah. You know, so uh, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I think relationships are funny. So how how would you girls... How would you speak on managing expectations of self? Like, mm-hmm. you know where we tend to be a little too hard on ourselves yeah. or um, beat ourselves up if we're not achieving something or, you know, 
God forbid, covet and look at other people and compare ourselves and say, we're not, we're not there yet. Or we haven't done this. And what do you think about managing those expectations? Like what's advice on that? I try to think about, I have this new thing say, what is it for me? You know? So if I'm Mm -hmm. looking at something and I'm like, Oh, is that really for me? Is is that something I really want to do? Um, right now. And then I, I give myself like grace periods because I'm a timeline person. I plan things out. So right now my next thing, I want to go back to school and be a nurse practitioner, but I'm not going to rush that process. You know, like I'm just going to take my time to do it because if it's meant to happen, you know, it will happen. So I'm giving myself more space to accomplish some things because it's something I want to do. So I'm giving myself a little bit more space. Oh, is that for me? If it's for me, then I want to do it this way and I'm going to take my time doing it, you know. I think ultimately, I when I think of situations, I think about my control of the situation. So, mm. like, my expectations placed on other people, obviously, you have to let go of that control because I can't control someone else. But I think there is a level where, yeah, you have to set goals for yourself and you have to set achievements and you have to, you know... Right. Set goals because that's ultimately, you know, getting better, I feel like, is what life is about. I think it's bettering yourself it's right your constant level of bettering yourself i feel like that's what life is ultimately about but um yeah like giving yourself a grace period you know like if i don't work out one day i'll make it up another day right you know? like it's not the end of the world right things don't fall apart just because you miss a couple workouts you know so you really have to just take it one day at a time and really give yourself yeah like that grace period you can you, you know mm-hmm. you can do it at a different time if like I tend to put a lot on my plate as far as, like, like if I have errands to run in one day, I feel like I can do all of them in one day. Right. And, you know, if I don't, I'll just do it the next day. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. Um, but you just have to be realistic and ultimately look at the bigger picture of... Like, did you die, though? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but did you die, though? Yeah. I cannot hear that and not think about Snowmageddon. Oh, right. And that meme going around of Kasim Kasim, Kasim gave He's Kasim like, all right, around. you were out there 24 hours and 36 hours, right. but did you die? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I was like, he's such a... <laughs> but yeah, a little food for thought, ladies. Um, food for thought. So for me, is um is that make sure your expectations are realistic if you have them. And before you, before you before you can make realistic expectations, make sure you are happy with yourself and you get to know yourself first and then communicate those expectations to whoever, whomever. That's me. Food for thought, Shabnam. It's like a little wrap-up. I think just control what you can control. Mm. And that's it. Ooh. Hey, straight to the point. I like it. Straight to the point. So, yeah. Um, just remember... The gap between expectation and reality is disappointment. If you see that something is uh, not turning out the way you thought, let go of that I thought. Mm. And, and take it at face that. value. Yeah. 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 All right, peeps. All right, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you. Bye, Bye, Jamie.